This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, I'm Hanif Baharudin and this is Digi Well Played, the show that talks about all things video games. In this episode, we're going to share our thoughts and impressions on Kenna, Breach of Spirits, developed and published by Ember Lab. But before that, here's a recap of some of the biggest news in the world of gaming with Ali Johan and Daryl Ong. Thank you, Hanif. We're going to start off today's news coverage by looking at the ongoing backlash that Activision Blizzard has been facing since the revelation involving its CEO, Bobby Kotick. Yeah, as we reported last week, a lot of their peers have come out to criticise Activision Blizzard uh, with some high-profile names including Jim Ryan from Sony and Phil Spencer from Microsoft. Nintendo has since had their say as well, uh, with Nintendo of America president Doug Bowser also sending an internal memo to its staff saying that the reports coming out of Activision Blizzard is distressing and disturbing. Bowser also reaffirmed Nintendo's stance on having a more diverse and inclusive workplace. Yes, uh, apart from Nintendo, the Entertainment Software Association, the ESA, has also come out to condemn Activision Blizzard, uh, though they stopped short of naming them directly. The ESA said that harassment, abuse or mistreatment of any kind in the workplace is unacceptable and must never be tolerated. They also went on to say that when allegations arise, people impacted need to have their voices heard. Yeah, so as the pressure keeps mounting, the under-fire CEO Bobby Kotick said that he will remain at Activision for now, but will step down if the problems are not fixed with speed. Uh, Moving on, while Jim Ryan from PlayStation has criticised Activision Blizzard for their conduct, Sony themselves are also currently facing a lawsuit from a former IT security analyst alleging gender discrimination and wrongful termination after she spoke up uh, about discrimination against females at the company. Yeah, according to the report by Bloomberg, the former employee in question, Ema Majo, uh, is now planning to expand her lawsuit into a class action on behalf of women who've worked at Sony PlayStation in recent years. According to the lawsuit, Sony tolerates and cultivates a work environment that discriminates against female employees, including female employees and those who identify as female. The discrimination also comes in the form of compensation, promotions and working culture that's predominated by men. Yeah, and Majo alleged that she was passed over for multiple promotions. She was ignored as well by her manager and that her employment was terminated after she submitted a gender bias complaint to the company. Uh, The lawsuit was filed at the California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing, the same body that submitted a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard earlier this year. Um, And up next, um, something that might or might not cheer fans of Mass Effect, uh, Amazon Studios are reportedly close to a deal to develop a Mass Effect TV series based on that popular Bioware sci-fi RPG. Yeah, according to reports, while the deal is close, both Amazon and EA haven't fully agreed to the project yet. Uh, no other details on this particular story on whether it'll be a direct adaptation, a continuation of the games, or an original story set in the Mass Effect universe. Yeah, because Mass Effect is not uh, the first franchise that Amazon is planning to adapt from video games with uh, Fallout TV, for example, the series already announced and is currently in development as we speak. Uh, The creators of Westworld, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, are involved in the production of that series. And this is a trend that was once considered 
uh, as a potential disaster. But now the development of movies or TV adaptation are back in trend again uh, with games such as The Witcher gaining huge popularity from the Netflix series. Some of the games that are currently receiving the TV or silver screen adaptations also include The Last of Us, currently being developed by HBO, as well as the upcoming Uncharted movie starring Tom Holland. Yeah, as for Bioware, apart from Mass Effect, they also have apparently another beloved franchise of theirs, Dragon Age, currently being developed by Netflix. Seems that Bioware is planning to ride on the success of the game, as well as Mass Effect Legendary Edition that was released this year, as well as to keep the momentum going with future Mass Effect and Dragon Age games still in development. That development might have disrupted a bit though, as one of their senior figures have decided to leave the company. Yeah, that's right. Matt Goldman, the senior creative director of the Dragon Age series, including the highly anticipated Dragon Age 4, has decided to part ways with the company. And uh, Goldman has been with Bioware since 1998. He's been involved with the development of a lot of their older titles, including Baldur's Gate, Jade Empire and the earlier installments of the Dragon Age series. That's right. In 2017, he was made the Senior Creative Director of Dragon Age 4 after the earlier version of the game was scrapped and the game's direction rebooted. Well, as time of recording, his replacement has not yet been named. Alright, that's Daryl and Ali on the news. Back to you, Hanif. Thank you very much, Ali and Daryl. Let's go for a short break. Coming up next, our impressions on Kenna, Breach of Spirits from Ember Lab. Stay tuned. This is Gigi Well Played on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, you're listening to Gigi Well Played. I'm your host, Hanif Baharudin. We have a truckload of new games that were released recently and while we can't cover them all due to limited resources, we're going to try our best to highlight some recent games that you should check out especially as we reach the end of the year. This week, we're going to shine a spotlight on Kenna, Breach of Spirits, developed by indie studio Amber Lab for the PS4, PS5, and PC. It's an action-adventure game that stars Kenna, a spirit guide that tries to free souls that are stuck in the physical world. It's a visually gorgeous game that has been compared to Pixar films, but does the gameplay and mechanics match the visuals? Joining me to share our thoughts and impressions on the game is Najman Maliki. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of graphic-wise, uh, a lot of people have been asking me about the game as well. Like, how does it play? How does it look? Because if you look at the trailer, it looks really pretty, right? But when you play, sometimes some games, they tend to like look not as good as the trailer. But this is definitely a game where throughout your gameplay, it feels like a cutscene. Um, so imagine like a Pixar movie I always say this um, It's like you're playing a Pixar or a Disney movie Essentially that's how I feel playing uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits It's really 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 beautiful <laughs> Yeah and that's the thing right I think uh, these days it's difficult to sometimes make the distinction between a movie and a game especially uh, when the quality of graphic is that good I mean okay to be fair it's not maybe it doesn't look 
the sharpest but in terms of its animation and yeah the way the world is presented it does look very sharp and does look like a Pixar or Disney uh, movie right to a certain extent yeah I like the fact that you said that it looks like a like like a movie because one little thing that I was a bit like I won't say annoyed but I find quite interesting in the way they're they engage the cutscenes is that when it's a, like an actual cutscene they actually make the the, the cutscene uh, like a cinematic film I suppose they have that black bar thing which I kind of don't like because there are moments when sometimes they don't do that and it looks much more immersive <laughs> but the fact that they have that like black bar thing to I guess make it more cinematic and it runs a bit slower as well frame rate wise I suppose so, you know the cinematic right it's like it looks a bit like, um, it looks like different to an extent you know like if they made it like a full full screen without a black bar it looks much more I guess immersive lah, right yeah I agree um, one other thing though about the graphic is that uh, this is definitely a game that they wanted to show off on the next gen consoles or the current gen consoles so there's a lot of lighting uh, at play here so there's a lot of places where it gets very dark and shadowy uh, but then there's a source of light so that's where ray tracing plays a really key role and it really shines right when you have that contrast between brightness and darkness However, if you are peasants like myself and Hanif, <laughs> where you guys play on PS4, um, the contrast doesn't really shine there. So I think it's really, really good if you guys are lucky or uh, playing on the next-gen console. Then it looks even better. But I, yeah, I do have to agree. For me personally, uh, it, it, regardless whether it's a cutscene or it's not, the, the ray tracing bit, if, if you have it, that'd be great. But still looks really really good on 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 your ps4 consoles but um yeah the the i guess disconnect between your cutscene and your gameplay would be there especially if you are uh, you definitely know would notice the frame rate drop when it goes into a cutscene yes yeah um there's that and then there's also the fact that like you said, right? I mean, going back on the theme of this being, you know, Pixar like or Disney like, um, like it doesn't just apply to how it looks. I think the way the game runs, the way the characters interact with each other, is also very cinematic in that sense, right? I think, and kudos to Amber Lab for for considering that they're a, they're a small studio, indie studio, for um, you know, creating a world that's very immersive in that sense. You know, especially when yeah. you take into fact yeah. the characters involved in the game as well, right? Yeah. I think on top of, I mean, like, it's it's one thing to do a good-looking game. It's another also to do a good-looking, uh, 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 an immersive story. But to do both is really, really hard, especially coming from an indie uh, developer. So I've played games from a AAA title that doesn't deliver on both ends. And I believe at least it hits that A mark for me, if not A++. This is a definite A for me in terms of both... Uh, delivery of the look and the story it is super immersive um, it's really really fun and I would say at some points uh, I do feel sad and I do feel scared yeah yeah you're right you're totally hit the nail on the head there um, it's not as easy to sometimes you know not make you know making a world believable from from you know from a visual standpoint is one thing but you know another thing is to to make the world believable quote unquote in you know the way the characters interact and even the story as well and I feel like can uh, you know the comparison that we've been making so far about how it you know it reminds us of of Disney and Pixar films 
is not just based on the visual alone but also in the whole thing right it is a very beautiful game the way the characters interact and how i like you know all the simple little things of like kenna for example being allowed to just you know randomly interact with all the rods that you know that that you know she pick up along the way these are the little little things that are missing from from you know some other games as well right uh it might feel gimmicky it might be a bit of a novelty thing but that's what gives it its character right to a certain extent if you think about it and it looks sharp it looks beautiful um and while you know you could argue that which like, maybe the interactivity between the characters and the world may not be i guess maximized like 100% but it still it still feels natural and i like how the mechanics also complement the game right um the mechanics for for better or worse is it's serviceable it's not the most complex of games nor is it the most in depth like especially if you don't want to talk about the mechanics um and the customization and whatnot. but for what it is it, it, it i guess it just works right if you think about it mm, yeah i do okay i do have some qualms though, but at the surface level or the in general it's it's really straightforward i think it's quite intuitive at times as well um so in the game you would have essentially four basic mechanics you have your melee attack then you have your defensive stance and stuff and then you do have your bow and later on you do have a bomb but at the start i do struggle with the melee and the defensive uh systems uh but later on in the game it really clicked and yeah it feels very very uh intuitive actually to a lot of extent but my qualms actually lies in the um, in the whole puzzle and and the way uh, it's delivered and i think this is uh, where i personally start noticing that this is done by an indie developer because i can see that they are trying to deliver i guess a longer gameplay hence uh, they do get you to do a few more puzzles and stuff like that and then say for example things like Uh, you have to do 10 things and after the fifth thing if the time runs out you have to re- restart the whole process all over again um so i think i think that's where the game starts to annoy me i guess mechanic wise uh but in terms of aside from the puzzle side the mechanics is i love it i love it it's really intuitive yeah so i guess my my first impression upon playing it is that i feel like it's a bit too simplistic uh but but when you play the combat and when you start dying yeah it feels a bit more it, there is a bit of nuance and and it's a bit more layered to be fair which is kind of interesting because if you think about it it's just yeah they have one light melee attack and one heavy melee attack and and while you know initially when you play you feel like okay this is going to be repetitive or as much as it looks fun and it looks nice uh, it's, this is going to be repetitive um actually some of the enemies can be quite tricky to battle and so i'm like okay cool um at least there's a bit of nuance there enough to sort of like draw you in and 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 that, that's pretty surprising for me lah so so uh, i'm like okay cool all right and and while not being super complex by the way it's just it's just that okay it's not as simple and repetitive that i thought it would be but for the kind of game that it's meant to be and for the price you can kind of like perhaps give it a pass i suppose but maybe you can perhaps explain yeah a bit more about uh yeah yeah i guess your annoyance with some of the some of the puzzles yeah what what is it that that makes it a bit annoying in that sense so i uh, i think um if you compare it to i guess a, a bigger title with a bigger team when they want to deliver a puzzle usually most of the time they would um It's it's a part of the story, but it's not going or the part of the gameplay, but it's not the 
uh, essential part of the gameplay. But when you're developing a game, one way of actually, um, I guess, lengthening that particular stage is to actually create or, or build into it a puzzle. The longer, more complex the puzzle it is, the the longer the player have to play that particular area. Um, so I guess, in a sense, you are actually expanding or that elongating the gameplay time for that player during that stage but when it gets repetitive players usually feel like ah man I know you're tricking me into just playing a bit more of this and that's where for me personally I feel like it gets a bit annoying slightly Um, and I guess one other slight issue that I have with the puzzles is that it's not direct so for example you might need to do something in a specific order sequence but it would not tell you that you need to do it that way or, or there's no hints as to how the sequence are supposed to to happen but i guess one very teeny teeny um i guess silver lining to this is that i get to visit websites like GameFAQs and <laughs> get the hints. Yeah, yeah. see, that's the thing. Uh, thank you for bringing that up because I'm torn between wanting to say that that's a good thing or a bad thing because I'm, I'm a bit unsure because a part of me feels that, okay, it's it's good that they allow us or they want us to discover these things uh, on our own. But a part of me also wonder whether like, you know, and again, maybe it's because I've been spoiled by, I guess, more modern games where hints are given a lot more to a certain extent. So I'm like, okay, I, I don't want to admit that, okay, maybe I've been spoiled by by hints, but at the same time, I feel like, okay, yes, there are puzzles that, that require you to figure things out on your own. And I like that. I like the fact that, okay, they're making us discover things on our own, but at the same time, yeah, a little hint would do, especially if you're stuck for like, you know, five minutes or ten minutes, right? So, so I'm a bit like it's 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 in between for me. Like to a certain extent, maybe having been spoiled by a lot more modern games these days, where a hint will pop up after three minutes or four, four or five minutes, um, you know, suggesting or directing you to where you should go. Uh, I kind of like that as well, but at the same time, the fact that I am able to somehow discover these things on my own uh, after just you know running around, um, looking at the environment, I'm like, okay, cool. So I, I think maybe it's how it's meant to play because the thing is the game is not an open world game right it's it's there's a map it's i would say it's guided yeah uh, guided and but it's kind of linear as well to some extent i mean the environment is definitely big you definitely have multiple pathways leading to either you know treasure or you know the the next mission and whatnot but it's not really open world it's more like a guided slightly linear open action adventure game right yeah uh, I would actually add one point there in terms of the um, openness of the world and the map I think that's great. However, I do struggle with the um, the whole finding my path. So again, this might be uh, me just being too spoiled by the modern games of today. But in Kena, you actually get to look at where you're going with a specific mask um, to get to your goal, to get to the where you need to be. However, um, that specific point that you would see direct you like literally straight to the thing so if there's like a mountain in between it won't tell you how to get over or across the mountain uh, which to me is slightly annoying but again maybe i'm spoiled <laughs> yeah yeah i totally know what you mean in that sense as well yeah so which is why yeah you will spend a bit of time i wouldn't say that long but yeah you will be running around just for a little bit just to check whether you should follow this this road or not right which i, I have done multiple times uh but overall what, what do you think of uh kenna bridge of spirits I, I think yeah 
honestly, we've been talking about this game ever since it was announced, and I think we were sort of like eyeing this game. Uh, both of us were like sort of like eyeing this game as one of those games that we want to play, despite it being, you know, you can kind of tell that it's it's like an indie game kind of thing. And considering its price as well, I'm like, you know what? One, you know, these are the kind of games that you want to see, that you want to support, especially coming from an indie developer, right? Because there's there's a certain, not only like quality wise, but there's a certain form of there's a certain form of charm to it as well that makes it like fun to play and fun to be in as well, right? You know, the world's so immersive, the characters, you know, cute, interact with each other and whatnot. So it it is just like one of those games where you want it to be successful, right? Yeah, I agree with you totally. If I were to rate this game in in a very weird rating, I would say this game exceeded my expectation, lah. Uh, I I saw the trailer. I know it's from an indie developer. I immediately thought, okay, the trailer looks good. But most um trailers like this, uh, usually uh, most games like this usually usually would fall short of the trailer. But Kena um exceeded my expectation. It is an extremely uh well polished game enjoyable in terms of gameplay and the story and of course the graphics and we did not talk about this but the sound the audio the music is just so good um so i'm not sure whether you know about this hanif but um initially how i got into like researching this is that i realized that the music is 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 similar to something that i know uh, and then i was wondering what it was and i realized it was very similar to putri gunung ledang and I'm not sure whether maybe we can try and uh, add this in as a music clip if we're not like infringing on any copyrights. So um, I thought it was an intentional, so I I started reading up on it, and apparently the uh, the composer um, who wanted to compose this song back in 2017, or rather the the whole music for the game back in 2017, he he was inspired by Gamelan. Um, so what he ended up doing is that he went to Bali and worked with a a group of Gamelan players and crafted the music for Kena. So yeah, Southeast Asian represent. Yeah, you're right. I think the sound is also another aspect of the game that ties everything together, right? If you think about it. Um, so is this something worth getting? Especially, you know, I know we've just had Black Friday, and I don't think the game's on sale, but hopefully it will be on sale. I guess for Christmas. But even if it's not on sale, the fact that it's not, you know, at full price. I I think that alone means that I think it's worth getting for people out there who don't mind yeah spending a bit of money, yeah and because it's not full price and and because the game is small simple and you know but it's still something that I think should should be supported you know if you think about it right yeah I totally agree with you I totally hundred hundred percent suggest to anyone who's interested or thinking about buying this game to get it it's really up there with any triple A title I would say um it's a short game. It's not a forty-hour game, um, but a really well worth your hundred and seventy ringgit at full price. So yeah, if there is a slight discount, go ahead, get it. Even if there isn't any, get it, guys. 
You're tuning into GG Wallplate and that was our impressions of Kenna, Bridge of Spirits featuring Najman Maliki. If you'd like to listen to this episode again, look for the podcast on bfm.my, our app available on the Apple App Store or Google Play and also Spotify. Do share your thoughts about the show or the games that you play via our email ggwp at bfm.my. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharudin. Thanks for joining us. Game on and stay safe. Till next time, GG Well Played. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.